Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is a series where we discuss various methods of recovery, giving you our thoughts and bringing you the latest scientific data as well. That being said, this week isn't really that. So this week we're essentially wrapping up the recovery series. So this will act as somewhat of a finale. Of course, as of all our series, we will most likely revisit them in the future because, you know, our thoughts and the science do tend to change. This week we've got a really awesome guest on in Johnny or Robbo, as he's known in the military. So We've been discussing recovery throughout this series, normally in regards to things like DOMS and the like. However, this week we're taking it kind of to the next level and discussing recovering from a stroke. Yes, an actual stroke. Our guest was 23 when he first had a stroke, and since then he's had quite the adventure, including quite recently having more surgery on his heart. And um, much to our um, concern, he hasn't let that stop him, and he's continued to crack on and get involved in some pretty mad physical feats. And one of them, surprisingly, (laughs) put him back in hospital. So while we do have some fun with this one, um, it is quite an emotional story. And I'll be honest, there was one point that actually got me pretty bad. When it comes up, you'll probably be able to tell. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, boys. Good evening, gentlemen. What's up, man? How are you doing? Mm. Uh, it's, we've, we've got another guest this week. We are joined by none other than Johnny. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. Bit of a long one, but it's all good. That is a, a that is a powerful accent you've got, Johnny. I mean, that reminds me of like a Big Brother, the narrator. It's almost like I'm half expecting you to narrate my uh, my breakfast in the morning. Like I'm not going to say I'm not going to do the accent because I don't want to get in trouble with the Geordies. But I mean, uh, you know, it's almost like. Dear 43 in the Big Brother house, and Tom oh, is anyway. talking about the birds. <laughs> I, I say I'm not good at Geordie accents. Every time I try and do an I accent, like, I, I like fuck Jamaican it up. then. It did, didn't it? What's the difference? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so that's Jamaicans, Geordies. Let me add that to the list, Bill. This list is getting bigger and bigger. So we fucked over Jamaica and Geordies. Did we, have we done Scousers yet? Yes, you've done them numerous times. All right, well, I'm going to do it again, just in case. Done. We're slowly making our way around the globe, boys. We're living the dream. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny, where um, magical things happen. Anyway, I think we need to get into the initial question I want to ask you, Johnny, and that is it. When we uh, invite guests onto our podcast, we have to send uh, a link to their email. And when I received this email in my inbox, I was, I was, um, I was taken aback. So let's discuss drknockers1 at gmail.com. Where did that where did that email come from? So it was um it's from the Pink Panther movie. Um so he gets a phone call. Uh what's his name? Clouseau, I think. Um he gets a phone call and he's like, Oh, my email and he goes, uh, Doctor Knockers One and I thought, fuck it, that's it. So I take the E out of the, the knockers and there you go, there's my email. Pretty pretty decent email. But every time I've given it out. People have giggled when I've done it, and that's that's like the main yeah, thing at, at the end of the day. I was going to say, is that still like, is that your professional email? Like, if you know, <laughs> you've ever got to send an email to like the army or uh, you know, just anything like a uh, the doctor. That that you are Doctor Knockers one. I am Doctor Knockers. I have bought a car from a Pucker Mercedes dealership, and I give him Doctor Knockers one. I have bought a house oh, I and I give him Dr. Knockers one. I've everything, mate. 
That is basically it takes a ball absolute, to do that, doesn't it? That is an absolute Chad move. Like, I don't need to get like a professional email address. I am Dr. Knockers, and you either deal with that <laughs> or you can fuck off. Uh, so, moving on from the email situation, Johnny, I want to go into something that Tom normally uh, Tom normally deals with. Oh, and fuck. that is what have I done? Apparently, you've got apparently you've got some conspiracy theories for us. We spoke offline, and you mentioned a, mentioned a couple of a uh, oh. couple of bangers. Gentlemen, you I've had my a- you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Oh. Go for it. <laughs> Wait, I'm not too sure about conspiracy, but I, I think the conspiracy. So UFOs aren't actually real. That's that's one of them. So it's not like it's hard to explain. So imagine like all the governments sat in different cities, like you know, you got the UK government, America, China. We won't talk about Korea or Russia or like that. But I reckon there's a sub. A sub government, and they're just having a laugh. They're like, "Yeah, sound what you, you want to fuck with uh, Russia? Yeah, sound send a high tech fucking plane up, and then they'll t- say it's a UFO, and then the conspiracies out of that." That's kind of that's like a, yeah. basically like a wind up merchant. It's like tapping someone on the shoulder, and then when they turn, you say it was that fucker over there. Yeah, you know, double just for a giggle, cool isn't it? Just just starting a third war for a giggle, really. Makes well, things a bit okay. interesting. Spice is the spice of life, you know. If if birds aren't real, then that that can't be too far fetched, can it? Like I mean. spectre. I do I do believe that. Well, birds aren't real. Mm. Yeah. Well known fact. That's the OG of conspiracy theories. You got, you got any more for us, sir? You got any more conspiracies? Mermaids are real. Are real? Okay. Hundred percent real. The so it was on Google. It was on like the telly, like David Attenborough's telling us about a starfish and all that. And he's like, only 5% of the ocean has been, like, looked into. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So there's 5%, so there's 95% of the ocean where no one's been. So you can't, you, you can't say mermaids aren't real if you haven't seen all the ocean, realistically. Like, a number we actually, uh, we're actually finding, like, loads of different species all the time in the in the ocean because it's just so vast and unexplored. I mean, look at the, the marinade, <laughs> fuck the Mariana Trench. I need to call it the Marinara Trench, then. I've got meatballs on my <laughs> mind. Yeah. The Meatball Meatball sub. Marinara Trench, yeah. <laughs> oh, a sub bill. I see what you did there. A pun. A sub to get to the Marinara Trench. But yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's fucking loads of like unseen shit in there. So there could be mermaids in there. I mean, they, they could be ones making the UFOs for all we know. And they're just exactly. launching them out of their subs. Um, yeah. Fuckers. Mermaids are dicks. Shit stirrers. Exactly. <laughs> mermaids are shit stirrers. But that's a new t shirt. Have you seen that movie, The Meg, with Jason Statham? Based on a true no, story, yeah. Yeah. So they go, to the, yeah, they go to the trench and they're like, wait, it's, it's, uh, it's either the floor or it's like a, a layer of fog over another seabed. They go through and there it is, another seabed. So I think that that could that could be another conspiracy as well. The that trench. This goes hand in hand with my hollow earth theory. Ooh. Oh, not this. Day. Yeah. What episode was that? That was that was ages ago. That one wasn't it? Yeah, but like that, 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 yeah. For we know, like this, what we think is the very lower surface, such as the Marinara Trench, perhaps that's actually the roof to what's really beneath the hollow earth. The hollow earth. Which yeah, is where you've I'll, got I'll... shit-stirring mermaids and big megs. For an evidence-based podcast, we do talk a lot of shit, don't we? 
Yeah. Can you prove that the <laughs> Earth is not hollow? <laughs> no, I don't uh, think you well, can. I think it's... <laughs> Here we go. No, you can't. Have you got any, got any more for us, Johnny, to keep this train going? Oh. Not, Put up a not, sound not really. <laughs> oh. no, not really. I mean, the, the, I've only had two and then it turned into, what was it? So I had mermaids, I had a sub-government, and now we've got a marinara trench and hollow earth. So I think I think we've ticked all the boxes, to be fair. Shit-stirring mermaids. I mean, if we'd, if, if we'd carried on, I would definitely have needed a drink, such as my Cannonball <laughs> Coffee Rum, of which you can use our 10% discount code, Train Primal, Ooh. 10 in numericals. Um, I'll you save fuck, this, you though. Just, Tom, just Tom think, mate, you fucked I? it. What's, what's the code it's, now? It's, it's just Primal 10. You had a what train at the start. It? You said Train Primal 10. As I said, Primal... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I haven't been drinking it yet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, oh, I should have said it. the opposite. I should have said I have been drinking it. Edit this, please. Edit it. Nah, leave it in. <laughs> they get you get to realise that how much it fucks you up. It completely ruins your uh, your promotions. Oh, that's a great selling point. Fucks you up. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's our discount yeah. code? Primal ten. That's the one. Numericals. Okay. Just tr- just change it. I'll be happy to change it to <laughs> Marinara ten. To be honest with you. More catchy. Oh yes, yes. Drop him a DM. Um, <laughs> Use our discount code. Shit stirring mermaids. <laughs> Shit stirring mermaids. That's a great. That'll be a great one. I'll tell you what. This has been a very classic um, chat. Should get fit intro, hasn't it? Conspiracy <laughs> theories yeah. and total shithousery. And this is back to the good old days of 2020 when we all thought we were going to die. <laughs> yeah. Can't oh, say. Yeah. Early days. <laughs> Good night. Right, gents, let's get into the actual meat of the podcast. And the reason we, we haven't just got Johnny on to tell us about his um, mermaid fantasies, we've, um, we've got him on to tell his story. So this is kind of like a recovery series finale. If you've been with us from the start, you know, we've looked at various methods of recovery, um, talk about if they're any good, what the science says, what we think. Um, and to sort of wrap up the series, we've, we thought we'd look at someone who's had to go through a lot of recovery, but not just from, you know, a simple injury, pretty life-changing stuff. And he's got a pretty interesting story uh, from what I've spoke to him anyway offline. And um, we think it'd be really good, a good way to round up the series to hear how someone has, um, and still is going through the recovery process of some serious stuff and sort of excelling on the other end, which I think is fair to say. So Johnny, take it away, mate. Start from the beginning. Let us know what happened. Well, um, so do you want the beginning of the army career or the beginning of the, the illness type of thing? I'm going to say go for the beginning of the army career because it gets to show kind of how seriously it affected your life. So, yeah, start from the beginning. Yeah. Heaven yeah, and the earth. That. Yeah. Um, joined the army 2013. Made it through training. Um, not not a problem. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, it's easy. It was absolutely balls to the wall. But, abs- you know, made it through all that good stuff. Got a battalion 2013 in August, I believe. You know, I was fine, did rifle company stuff, warrior stuff, all that shit. Fast forward a few years, 2015, I was supposed to go to Brunei um, for some jungle training. Um, and you have the the immunizations, so yellow fever, brown fever. Um, I, pff, I, I can't list them all because I had about eight needles. But the one I had, you get one called encephalitis. So encephalitis is um, swelling on the brain. So they give the hitters with that, 
I'll fight, you know, a bit of a sore arm, but it's a needle at the end of the day. Uh, two days later, just absolutely hit the deck. No no warnings or anything. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was with us, and she, she panicked. She was like, shit, he's, I don't know what's wrong with him. So she called um, the Provo, who were absolutely heartless. But it was, um, it was Battalion Christmas Day as well, which is weird. So they thought I was what? drunk. Yeah, they, everyone was on it. And they thought I was drunk. So they were like, ah, prop him up, give him what, he's fine. And then they got a medic in who wasn't drunk at the time, which was, which was quite lucky, actually. Um, and she's like, nah, he's, he's fucked. Two days later, wake up in hospital, and I was like, oh, hang on, where am I? And they're like, oh, you suffered swelling on the brain, all that. And I think, um, so that was 2015, I think for a, a whole year, so 365 days, Every other day, I was I was pretty much gone. Like it was weird. I would be talking like this, like all fine, and then I would just slump over and go to sleep for about two, three hours. Uh, unexpectedly, really? what, every day, what every other day, uh, r- roughly. Uh, like I think I had a a, a a clear spell of about a month in yeah. in twelve months where I didn't I didn't. They collapse or anything, so that 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 was the start of everything. Did they not they tried call- this. Sorry, Johnny. Did they did they not try discharging or anything for that? Well, believe it or not, they couldn't find anything wrong. Mm. So I had I had specialists for Southampton. I've had specialists from London. Um, I've had, oh god, I don't know how many scans I've had. Too many is probably the answer. I've had um a lum- I've had four lumbar punctures. Uh, one's enough. I mean. I was in tears during that. I've got no shame in saying I was in tears with a lumbar puncture. They literally put God, yeah. a needle in your spinal cord. It is... Dear God. Well, the nerve endings are in the day. Spinal yeah. column, most sensitive area. That's horre- horrendous. I think the nurse at the time had a bit of a shakes because my legs were like kicking. She was like, you need to stop. I was like, I-, I can't. I physically can't. And she was like, oh, wait, it's me. I was like, oh, cheers for that. So, Just to clarify, when you had these spells... They would just happen like while you were doing things. Pr- so, pr- like, I could, I could, I could feel them coming on. Yeah, I, I had about roughly about ten, t- ten to thirty minutes before I went. So you know, if I was driving, I, yeah. I would, I wouldn't drive by myself. I would, I would have one of the lads or the girlfriend at the time, and I'd be like, right, I kind of drive, switch over, and then literally gone. Just go, which is, yeah. Which is look, I'd, I'd touch. You know, I, I didn't have any accidents whatsoever, which I'm I'm really lucky for. It's very but, lucky. Yeah. God, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that was that was the start of it, um, and then just as, as you know, as quick as it happened, it, it kind of stopped after a year, which was which was really weird. But um, the end to towards the end of um, 2015, I was I was starting to get a little bit better. I was still crashing every so often, like just just going to sleep for a little bit um but i was prepping for the pti course at the time as well so i thought nah it's it's just physical it's you know i'm i'm running myself into the ground just fatigue yeah yeah that's that's you know in my mind that's what it was but it probably wasn't um so yeah did the did the pti course um 2016 which was which was really good did you have any issues on the pti course johnny like was that pretty smooth sailing or was there any issues on that I didn't have a single problem. Nothing, mm, nothing well. flared up at whatsoever. It was, it was really, really weird. Yeah. 
So did it kind of build like a false sense of security? Like, oh, it must just been like a, you know, it's gone now. You know, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. I think it was more of like, I've, I've had it for so long. My body kind of like readapted, which is really, yeah. It, it probably isn't that, but in my mind, it like readapted to be like, yeah, you're fine now. So I, you know, powered through the the course, um, which is really interesting. Really, really good course. I mm. highly recommend it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> did a did a few months in back back at battalion um to i see the gym and stuff like that and then i thought i can't you know i, I can't just do infantry for the rest of my life so yeah. i thought i tried i transferred to the remy um because i had a engineering qualification from uh college that i did before the army so i thought yeah i'll i'll, I'll retrain as as remy and i started basic training in lineham so it's back to phase two. So everyone's marching round shoulder high and all that. Uh, I didn't because I was I was a boss. It was I was classed as level three. Uh, sorry, not level three. F- phase three, a soldier retrading. So I kind of got left yeah. alone, which was nice. Um, so technically, you was a you, you were you was a trained soldier at the end of the day. It was just a, you had to redo your trade training. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like he was a complete crow all over again. You were a trained soldier. I just had to kind of go back to the trade side of things. So it's not like he was complete being treated as a complete newbie again to be yeah fucked about. Pretty much the yeah. The, they were like, how how long you done? I was like, oh, X amount there. Like, oh, fair one. You know, you've come from an infantry battalion. We're not going to treat you like an idiot, which yeah. was nice. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so transferred to Rumi. Everything's you know tickety boo. Um, and then seven weeks into the Remy um, retrade, it was Remy's seventy fifth birthday. So it's I'm I'm not entirely sure. I didn't look into it, but um, there was a big parade. There was like all that sort of stuff, and they give us two choices because I didn't have fads, which is like the smart dress, hmm. with the Remy um, collar dogs and um, insignia on. They were like, you can either do guard duty or a strongman competition. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the listeners would choose a strongman competition. Oh I absolutely. But yeah, I did a strongman competition. Um which, you know, at, at the time it was really good. You know, we we're flipping like two hundred kilo tires and Atlas stones. I think there was a a Land Rover pull. Um all, all the crazy stuff like yeah. Yeah, all, all all, all that stuff because at, at the time I was doing um, I was doing CrossFit, so I thought you know I'm I'm pretty strong for my size. Yeah. I'm 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 quite fit overall. So I thought yeah I'll, I'll do strongman. It should be fine. Um, did it all. Happy days. I think this is this is where my memory gets a bit hazy. I think three yeah. three days after it 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 felt like I was I was on a boat rocking side to side like mm. like. I couldn't walk in a straight line. Um, the lights like really hurt my eyes, so I had to wear sunglasses. Um, I, I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I, you know, I didn't go to the toilet. I did, it's like all that sort of stuff. Like so lots of was uh, lots of red flags all just started appearing at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, left side was it wasn't. It wasn't tingling. It wasn't weak. It was just, you know, you could, I could feel it wasn't right. Um, so I went, I went to the, the 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 med center, and they're like, "Oh well, you know, we can't scan you, but we'll we'll you know we'll keep obs on you." So I was in there for for a day or two, which wasn't too bad. Went back to the room. 
because I, I was living on, on, on camp. And it got to the point where my head, imagine a balloon getting blown up and it just, it's just about to pop. You can see that it's, it's just going to go fucking bang. Imagine that just in your head. And it pressure, was just, it was yeah. Unbelievable pressure. I was, I was in tears most of the night because I was like, I can't sleep. I can't take painkillers. I can't. So I rang the sergeant. I was like, look, I need help. So he came and he's like, guess where you're going? So he sent us to um, Swindon Hospital. So the paramedics came, they pulled us out and all that. So I went to the, the hospital and they did, a, they did a scan on my head and they clear as day, like a tennis, well, I wouldn't say a tennis ball, uh, a golf ball size shadow in my brain on the lower Hello. right side. Mm. And they were like, you've had a stroke. I was like, what? I was like, you, you, uh, like I, I was, how old was I? 23, 24? I'd say 23. So young, isn't it, as well, to be like... Yeah. Like, 23, they're like, you had a stroke. I was like, ha, ha, nice. Where's the doctor? He's like, no, you've, you've had a stroke. I was like, oh, fuck. So the, from, from there, I got into bed, and I don't, re- I don't remember the first three days. So I stayed in hospital for a total of 13 days after the admission. Um, the first three days, I, I can't remember. I just... You know, there was so much pain. The light was hurt. Noise would hurt. Um, like, even wind coming through the window would hurt. Just It would just touch my skin, and I'd, I'd be in agony, which was just weird. The, they just left us alone for three days. They, they put loads of... Um, so they, they give you... They, they call it the Trident. So it's got three... It's like a three-course, like, drugs they give you. So it's anti... What was it? High blood pressure, high cholesterol, and a blood thinner to try and no four, sorry. So blood thinner, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and uh, what's the word? It's like a, a clot disintegrator or dissolver type thing. It, well, it, that, it sounds, that sounds intense. It was horrible. That's what it's it was. A bit of a cocktail, was. really, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. Mm. Pretty much, but I had, I had, what was it? I think, uh, I think at one point I had. Each arm in each hand, I had a, a, a tube going in. Yeah. So, Tra- I mean... Horrible. 23 for that is is so ridiculously young. I mean, I mean, my, my bias is, is when I think of stroke, I tend to think of, like, the, the elderly, you know, the more vulnerable. And I think uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to kind of, like, take the liberty here and assume that. I think most people would kind of assume that as well. But obviously, it's just not the case. It could just, you know, strike anyone. And at the age of 23, I mean, that must have just been, like, yeah, you kind of said it. it was just such a you sh- shock, unbelievable. You don't think of a um, you don't think of a twenty three year old soldier as getting a stroke. Yeah, a soldier of all you know people. Yeah, exactly. like, it's crazy. It's it's horrendous. It's you know. It's, I mean, even the nurses were like, "You are the youngest we have ever had on the war." Yeah, I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "The closest person to you is thirty eight. Do they give? Did they ever give you a reason for it, Johnny? Like, do they ever think to tell you what what could have led to this happening? Um. Yeah, well, there was a few few theories, but the doctor at the time was like top stroke doctor, and they did the scan on my head, all that, and they were like, right, we'll send him for a, a chest X ray, see if anything's you know loose. Um, and he spotted a, I can't I can't say the big name, so it's a PFO, so it's a it's a hole in your heart. So when you are, he explained it to me as when you are born, the first breath you took 
as a baby, as you, as you know, you get the fluid drained from your lungs. The first breath you take, there's a there's a flap in your heart that seals over. Yeah, and then um, it you know it just it just grows. It's like a scar. It just grows and then just it's fine. But ad- I think you said there's about twenty five percent of people in like adulthood don't know they've got one unless they have a stroke or a health problem or or, or something similar. So he, he he thinks well. So before you join the army, you have to do the prelims, don't you? To see if you're physically fit and healthy. And I I passed them. So he took that into consideration as well. He's like, well, there's only really one way we can kind of say it. And he's like, you blew the heart, blew the hole back into your heart. And I was like, how do you mean? He's like, so you're doing strongman. I was like, yeah. He's like, what were you lifting? I was like, everything. He's like, that's you know. When you lift, you brace and your whole body's under tension. Mm. And he's like, so when when you let go, imagine all the tension just you know, like just going. It's it's hard to explain. So like, hold your breath until you can't do, and then just like exhale. That yeah. like mm. that valve salva maneuver. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, he says nice. because I was doing it sounds very unlucky, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, it's brutal. He says, well, it went in my head, but if it went anywhere else, he says, well. Doctors say like the worst case, and they're like, oh yeah, you should have had this. But he was like, if it went to your leg, you know, it could have caused a clot. You could have lost your leg. It could have went yeah. back into your lung and uh, all that stuff. So, in a way, he kind of went, "You've done it to yourself, doing strongman." I was like, oh well, that's pretty much self-inflicted, which is a bit, bit of a kicker. I mean, um, I mean, I've, I've actually like, I have found like a paper here, and it actually says like. Strokes in young adults are reported as being uncommon, comprising 10% to 15% of all stroke patients. And it does kind of say as well, it goes on to say, however, compared with stroke in older adults, stroke in the young has a disproportionately large economic impact by leaving victims disabled before their most productive years. Uh, I mean, so kind of what you just said there about like how you could have had like a blood clot and lost your leg, etc. I mean, obviously what happens awful, but it's one of those things where, you know, at that at that young of an age, it could have gone a hell of a lot worse. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's still awful what's happened, but it kind of goes to show you that for younger people, it can have like a massive, massive impact. It can basically, for better word of it, cripple you for the rest of your life. You know? Yeah, so totally it's, true, yeah. I mean, I know I, I didn't actually know it was actually that common. Even that number is still high, ten to fifteen percent. I didn't know it was that common yeah. amongst younger people. It's absolutely crazy. So you got to your thirteen day point. Um, did you? Did was that just? Did they sort of kick you out, or did you feel good, like ready to leave, or was it a case um, of them saying, "Look, we need to get rid of you now. We need a bed free." Uh, it was so for the for them. So I was in thirteen days. For the first three days, the doctors left us. They were like, "He's he's too sensitive to everything. Um, we can't we can't touch him." So by by you know by them three days, me mom and dad had come down from Newcastle overnight. Um, so they they were at the hospital, which was which was weird. Waking up to me mum and dad, I'm like, right, I'm either hallucinating or you you here. So that that was a that was very nice to see. Um, the everyone was notified, so I was getting phone calls, but I, you know I couldn't answer it because I well, I couldn't move for th- yeah. for three days. I, I I stayed laid in bed. I couldn't move anything. I didn't eat, drinks, you know, go to the toilet. Now like, it sounds it sounds like. A, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say a vulgar, but it, it, it sounds a bit weird saying I didn't go to the toilet. Yeah. I generally... You didn't. were immobilised, yeah. Yes, 
Yeah. Was I you was just hypersensitive to literally everything, like every- light, touch? Yeah. Um, just everything, really. Um, day four was, you know, a little bit better. Um, it, it's a bit scatty here and there because, like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was drugged up to the tilt. I mean, I couldn't remember my name at one point. But they slowly introduced, um, it wasn't so much physio. It was, well, she was a physio, but she was like, right, we're going for a walk. I was like, I can't. Mm. She's like, well, when when was the last time you out of bed? I was like, I, I, I can't remember. So the, the the physio came round and she's like, right, you're going to have to walk. So I was like, all right. So dad picked us out of bed, which, you know, really broke us. Um, and he, she was... She, she was holding on to us and there was like nurses behind us trying to make us walk like they were nudging me feet forward because I, I couldn't physically pick them up, which was a bit weird. Um, yeah. Such a weird feeling. Um, but af- after I, I had like, I think a, a length of the corridor, everything started like picking back up and I was going for walks with my parents. So they would put us in the wheelchair, wheelers outside, and then I would walk on the grass. So if worst case scenario happened, I would fall on grass. But the, the the doctors were a bit concerned, but in a good way. They were like, you're recovering really fast. Be- and I was like, oh, is that good? And they're like, well, because you're that young and you're really fit, it, it like everything's like resetting in a way. I was like, oh, okay, that's that sounds good. And then just, just le- like the physical part wasn't the hardest for me. It was the mental part. Like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember anyone's name. Um, Worst part, I, I, like the stroke, yeah, sound. I'll have another one, doesn't bother us. The worst part of it was um, my wife at the time. She brought me daughter, who was about one, two-ish, and put her on the floor and she crawled towards us and I didn't know who she was. I, I didn't recognise my daughter. That's fucking horrible, isn't it? It's, it's, it's hard to, like put into words but she's she's crawling towards us all happy like oh my god you know like she recognizes me and i'm like who who's that stranger yeah yeah so is is that yours and like well no it's yours as well i'm like oh right but they remember like the lads top notch them i mean i think i had a a minibus come to see us a minibus full of soldiers in a hospital is just carnage that's awesome they pulled us out straight away. They're like, right, wheelchair, we're going for a walk. Sat outside for about three, four hours, just having, you know, I was remembering people's name. And it, yeah, I mean, that that's that was probably the hardest bit, the, the, the mental side. Mm. Um, but yeah, thir- 13 days, uh, 13 days ticked over. I, I ticked the boxes. He's like, yeah, he's, um, he's done the tests, so like walking upstairs, walk downstairs. I had to make, I had to make toast and a cup of tea just to, to prove that I, I I still could, which is a bit weird. And the doctors were like, "Right, you're you're well enough not to need hospital, so we're going to send you home." However, um, we've had a chat with your bosses, um, both Fuselias and Remy, and they're like, "You're going to Headley Court." I was like, "Okay." I just said, "Okay." I didn't know where Headley Court was or what it was at the time. I was like, "Yep, sound. I'll go there." And then I got I got a lift home and just just learned everything again. Like, like I don't, it's 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 there's so many things I had to relearn. Like how to Hoover. It's it sounds ridiculous. That's bizarre. 
if yeah, just like yeah. a hard reset basically. Mm. Things just yeah. got wiped away. Pretty much, like, I was. We had a coffee machine. I always remember it because I, I, I still got, I've still got the coffee, coffee machine. And I was like, like the lad dropped us off. I was like, oh, do, do you want a brew? Do you want a coffee? He's like, yeah, yeah, sound. He's like, oh, can I have one from the machine? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I just literally looked at the machine and I was like, yeah. Um, do, do, do you know how to use it? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, can, can I watch you use it? He's like, all right. He thought I was taking the piss. He's like, all right. So he does it. And then I had like stuff like that, like little things around the house. I was walking Must around the be- house like, must be so toughy though, because like you're saying, that obviously the physical stuff wasn't bad, but I can imagine mentally. I'm sure people who are listening can appreciate, especially men and soldiers of that, were quite stubborn, quite proud people. Yeah. I mean, if you're now feeling that sort of like you have to do everything again, I can imagine that's very um, difficult uh, oh, mentally. Yeah. yeah, it was like everything from yeah um, the washing. Oh God, the washing machine. Jesus Christ, that was like... <laughs> I still don't know how to use mine, so, you know, uh, oh, you already won a head there with me. <laughs> it was like I needed keys, like a nuclear fucking missile, like turn the keys at the same time type yeah. thing. I was like, Jesus. So, I, like, the, the, the wife at the time, she helped massively. She's, like, on the ball, mm. which was... How, how much time you spent at home then before you went to Headley Court? Um, ooh, so 17, 30... I think I was at home for about... Five weeks, six weeks. Okay. In a, in I think, but that 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 helped me because then I could like learn how to do everything again before I got to yeah. Headley Court, which which was really good. Um, Can you just quickly explain to people who might not be aware what Headley Court actually is? Because there's probably a lot of people who don't understand. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's now Stanford Hall. It's moved now, but it, 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 at the time it was Headley Court. So Headley Court's um, a rehabilitation centre for for soldiers. Um, you can go so when I was there, there was someone that came off a motorcycle, um, a car crash, um, he got hit by a car, or um, like any sort of injury, anything from like, like I said, like anything from a car crash to a full on explosion in a war zone, yeah, you know, they cover everything in between. And I, I think at the time, I was the only, th- I was the third patient they've had since it was opened to have a stroke which was very rare um i'm not surprised soldier young soldiers you know what i mean it shouldn't happen hmm. oh, it was it was it was brutal i mean it sounds weird but i would highly recommend going to a rehab center to just to have a look <laughs> to, to, just to see yeah, it yeah i'll just i'll just jump out a window right now johnny just give me five minutes mate. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's good to know that obviously if something does go wrong you know, we do have these facilities to help. You know, we do have these facilities to help. I mean, um, one one thing you did say, and it did kind of get me wondering when you said, because at the end of the day, it's a brotherhood as well. At the end of the day, it is a brotherhood. And you said yourself, you know, the lads came down on the, on a minibus to come and see you. However, knowing the lads, a part of me does think, like, how many of them are probably trying to get one over and say, you know, I'll remember you owe me money. You know, <laughs> remember, <laughs> for, so, remember so, that, what, Just you to think of it like that. You know, let's be honest, the boys are like that sometimes. Uh, Did you ever get any of that? Suddenly uh, you owed people money or, you know, or do you remember that time I owed you a day sack? (laughs) Probably. I mean, memory loss was massive at the time. So I could have, you know, I could have given them my car. I I wouldn't have known. So (laughs) was it, did did it help though? Just even though you may not recognise some of them at the time and you had to kind of relearn who they were, was it good just kind of knowing you had that brotherhood there? It, it, It yeah, it was. I mean, seeing all of them come in, 
you can kind of like I could I could recognise them. I could be like, and I, I yeah. know you, but I don't know you. So they were like, oh, you know, I'm, familiar. Yeah, yeah. They, they were introducing themselves now. Like it would come back. I was like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, I remember. That. Like one of the, one of my mates, best mate. Um, he he was in depot. He was at uh, Catrick when I was at Catrick. We're in the same platoon. Um, we had the same DS. We joined the regiment at the same time. We're in the same com- company, same platoon, same section. Like he's literally a brother. At yeah. the end of the day, and he rocked up, and I was like, I have no idea. And then he's like, Oh, he has the picture. I was like, Oh, fuck me. All right, I do know you. Yeah. So it's been a strange it was, experience. It was surreal. It was really like weird. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I imagine. So then you went to you went to Headley Court, and how long were you, how long were you there for? Yeah, I was at Headley Court for um, I think in total it was seven weeks, um, which in in the in the grand scheme of things, I, th- I think I should have stayed there a little bit longer. Um, mm. But yeah, se- seven weeks, um, like staying there, which which was which was really good. So I, I always remember it. So I, I rocked up. Um, Got my bags and all that. I was carrying my bags, and there's a smoking shelter. So you walk, you walk down the hill, and it's got like you've got the ward. Well, they called it a ward, but the lads called it a block because they live there. But it was it was yeah. pretty much like a, a four man room ward. Um, so that was one side, and then you had the therapy bit on the other, like massive buildings, got everything. You know, the print three D legs downstairs, and then they send it upstairs to the bloke to walk on it. It's just, it's honestly, it's it's next level. Um, and there's a smoking shelter on the left-hand side. So I'm I'm walking there. I've got a grip. I've got a day sack. I've you know I've I'm dressed up because I at the time I was like, well, it's somewhere new, so I have to dress up. Because if if you go to any person or anything like that, you have to turn up in half decent nick. I can't turn up in shorts and t-shirts. So I'm wearing me you know dress pants and nice shirt, walking through, and no word of a lie, it honestly looked like a like a zombie snuff film. There's like blokes having cigarettes with like no legs no arms yeah um like half a face like it was like it it took us because i was like hang on where am i what what am i doing why am i why am i here and they're sat there it was it's it's such a it's such a you had to be there to to really appreciate it which is sounds a bit weird but um yeah uh Sadly, caught that teach you everything again. So I had physio, I had an occupational therapist. So she she would she was gleaming to be fair. She she did everything. She's like, right, we're going to the shops. I was like, what for? I was like, oh, we're just going to the shops. And she took to the shops, and I just went blank. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, yeah, they they teach you everything to be fair. It was it was it was unreal. it was a dark 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 time there though. Um, with everything that happened, but yeah, yeah, I was there for seven weeks, really, gleaming. <laughs> yeah, and then you, and then how did you? When you came out the other end, were you, what sort of state were you in there? Uh, oh, well, mentally, I was. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I was fucked. I was like mm. next level. Like, did, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who I could trust. I didn't know anything. So uh, it was brutal. I mean. 
physical wise, you know, they're looking, oh, you're, you're great. And then I was just, I was tearing up inside. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who, like I said, I didn't know what to do, where to go, what was happening. I, was I staying in the army? Was I getting kicked out? Um, was I going to lose the house? Was I, you know, can I drive? You know, all that yeah. sort of stuff running through my head. Did you have any more, um, did you have any more time off after Headley Court or did, they, did you go straight back to unit or? Um, I went, <laughs> So I, I got I got I got out Headley Court on me on my daughter's birthday actually, which was which was quite. I, I think I got home on the the day before our birthday, and I I, I made her a, a a toy box in the wood shop because they they do that for rehab as well. You just build whatever you want, and they're like, yeah, sound crack on. So yeah, I got I got home for my daughter's birthday, which was nice, and then I think I was I was sat at home for two weeks, um, like learning how to you know, raise a child at the end of the day. Um, I think after two weeks I was like, "Oh bollocks, this!" So I I got one of the lads to pick us up, and I was like, "Right, just take us to the gym." I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can go to the 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 offices anymore where like all the bosses sit. So I was like, "Oh, just take us to the gym, whatever." So I'm I've got my gym kit, so I've I've got a bag, and I'm hobbling to the gym. So by this time I've still got a limp on my left side, um, just to just drag. It it wasn't like a full on Frankenstein drag, but it was. It was noticeable. Uh, just hobbled, hobbled through the gym door and the core man literally came out. He's like, you are taking the piss. I was like, what? <laughs> so I, I wanted to train straight away. He's like, nah, go away. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do so, something. So he, he knew you were then? He knew, he knew you, who you were at the time? Then. Oh, yeah. Um, he, hmm. yeah, he he was, I, I worked for him for, I think I worked for him about two years before the stroke. And he's just, oh, he okay, actually, so he, he knew, yeah. Yeah, so he was like, "Get the fuck out!" Basically, like, he goes, "What are you doing? Are you lunatic?" <laughs> Pretty much, I walked in. Everyone's like, "Oh, fuck it, yeah, fucking hell, Robbo, you're back!" I was getting hugs off people, and I, I didn't know who they were at the time. And he just walks out of his office, and he's like, "No, no, just fuck no." <laughs> so this yeah, is a health and safety nightmare. <laughs> oh, the yeah. risk, the risk assessments going through yeah, head. Fuck me. Obviously, it was brutal. But he, he did let us train. Um, however, the 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 lads were on a, a 15 minute rotation so every 15 minutes they came up and checked on us that i was still well, alive basically which was quite funny and that, that went on for about a few few months until they were like yeah you you know you're fine type thing but and then i, I, you know, I got into the gym and then slowly built myself back up really is it quite smooth sailing in terms of because i know obviously we're going to come into all your challenges you've been doing uh you did then and you've been you're still doing now but was 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 the training okay? Was there any a point where you you fucked it? Because I've done it before, where I've come back from something and I've rushed too much. Did you ever do? Oh, did yeah, you man. find that you may have rushed something at the start? And did you sort of oh. aggress a little bit? Nah, yeah. I, I I went I went balls to the wall straight away. I, I should. Yeah, it's definitely like, looking a, back it's a normal thing. Oh yeah, like, looking back on it, I was like, "What are you doing? You fucking idiot!" But at the time, I was like, "Nah, nah, I need I need to get I need to get back." So, like before this before session, so like I was like, right. Let's. I do the. Bro, I did the bro split. I was like chest and shoulders, then uh, back and thighs and legs. Yeah, you know, I'd watch YouTube before I went in because I didn't know the movements. I knew how. I was like, right, I need to do this, but I didn't know how to do it. So I had to relearn the gym again, which was even though you're a PT, even though you're a PTI at this point. Even though I was a PTI, that, yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that, that just shows you, you literally you forgot literally everything by the sounds of it. Like it's ev- mad. Ev- literally, well, like hundred percent, I forgot everything like i didn't know how to like the clips no idea i literally just looked at the had a clip in my hand i was looking at the bar and i was like this goes on there 
But how does this go on there? And it's got a part of that bollocks. My, I just my got brain can't fathom this. I just that's just like a pure, just a hard reset. Oh, but yeah, the thing yeah. is, like, you would still have, even, obviously, like, you was out of action for some time with what had happened. But it's weird because obviously you still kind of got those, those, you know, those adaptations, those gains from where you would have been training previously. But it's just that it's just that knowledge that you suddenly lost. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like you've lost everything you had previously gained before. It's just. Uh, I mean, did you did you find that you had any kind of like muscle memory? With any um, of the movements, yeah, um, yeah. Did it start being like familiar when you started doing it? Like it's almost like the body was trying to move itself. Yeah, um, pretty pretty much mo- most of the movements I'd be like right. So like a squat, I'd like right. This is how he does it on YouTube. So I'm gonna do it how he does it. So I got yeah. into the bar. I was like right. That 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 feels okay. And then got like got down, got up. I was like all right. And I, it was just like one of uh, three, four, five hour sessions in the gym, literally just learning everything again from a squat to like lat pull down, like every single exercise I did pretty much every day, just, just to remember how, how I could do it. Mm. Um, and it came back really, really fast. Um, but it was just the initial shit. I don't know how to train, which is At what point did you decide, look, I'm going to start doing challenges? Because obviously it sounds like you had to do quite a lot even just to do a basic squat. At what point did you think, you know what, I'm going to start doing stuff which is not normal? Um, you're going to laugh. I've actually, So because I've done that many, and I, I, I read it down because that was one of the questions, like what are your challenges? I was like, right, don't, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'll do it in order. So I'll, I'll like right. closest to the stroke to, to, to present. And I was so... The, the gym was okay, but CrossFit helped a lot because CrossFit's like multi-movement movements, yeah. like a snatch and a clean and jerk, yeah. everything. Yeah. And that, that single-handedly saved my rehab because... And it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I would highly recommend it. Um, and the so the the first challenge or first goal that I said set... So I had the stroke in July... No, June. Was it July or June? Wait, it was a month with a G in it. Uh, we'll say June. June 7, 2017, my first competition slash challenge was 19th of November, 2017. So yeah, that? That's pretty June, soon. That's pretty, that's pretty soon. About it four, is, five yeah, months. God. Wow. I mean, that's a very quick... T- I mean, obviously, you, you, you wouldn't have been at peak performance level, but, I mean, did you oh, manage to get through it all right? I mean, did you, uh, did you manage to sort of... Or did it call it? Did you sort of have a big any issues or? So it was a uh, it was for fusion games. So it was um, individuals. Uh, I had to do qualifiers. And I, th- I think I did all the qualifiers, but I don't think I made it to the the final, which was probably mm. good. I think I might have done three qualifiers and missed the fourth. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, that was all right. I just you know I just I took my time on the re. So I wasn't I wasn't fully back in work, but I was in the I was in the gym learning everything again and and the the fusers were happy with that so i was building up so yeah that was that was the first of many <laughs> i mean with everything that had happened i'd be happy to just be moving again and you know just enjoying the training enjoying the process <laughs> i mean uh but i mean yeah that is a rapid turnaround that is a really rapid turnaround 
I mean, uh, you know, I've... Did no one try talking you out of it? Did, like, no <laughs> one recommend you not to do that? Because that sounds like quite a... Um, everyone. If I was like, yeah, everyone, yeah, I would have thought so. Like, you, you were obviously under doctors and physios, I would imagine, at the med centre. Uh, no, actually, which is... Really? So I le- as soon as I left Edley Court, I got left alone. Um, oh, fuck it, I'm all right. <laughs> so where, where I worked, there was a... there was a, I won't name it because, obviously, it's, it's well-known, but it was a rehab unit there, and I went to them, like I was, I think about two, two, three months after my first session in the gym, I went to them. I was like, "Look, I've had a stroke. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like a bit of help. I, I'm still weak on my left side. Uh, I don't know what my balance is like because obviously I'm, I'm used to it, but I could be doing hard targeting. I'm not too sure." And they were like, "Go, go, go to your MO, and then he'll sort it out." I was like, "All right, sound happy days." Went to the MO. I was like, "You know, I, you know, I'd like to do this rehabilitation," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, sound," and nothing came of it. Hmm. So, I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, at that time I, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. So I was like, right, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you, you bet. So if anything, if if they have actually followed through, that you might not have even done that challenge to begin with. Then that first one, you could have they because I would imagine they might have been like, you're doing this instead. Pro- probably, yeah. I, I would, hmm. I, yeah. I'd probably not have done it if if I was on rehab. But it was the fact the chin is off. And they were like, no, you know, really... fuel to the fire, isn't it? Yeah, and like I had so like the uh, the core man at the time, he was like, right, calm down. I was like, yeah, yeah, chin them off. The lads were like, look, I'm not picking you off the floor if you hit the deck. I was like, all right, sound, right, chin them off. You know, just everyone was like, do you really think it's a good idea? I was like, no, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I was pretty much my own worst enemy, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely sounds like it. Um, oh, what did you What did you do after that that competition? Then what was the next? Uh... So that was so the Fusion Games was nineteenth of November two thousand seventeen, and then I did a CrossFit competition at Sarum CrossFit, which is my well at the minute it's my local box on the fourth of December two thousand seventeen. Mm, um, okay. So that was that was a pairs. So there was that was my first competition after stroke. And it was, I still remember Susie, awesome, awesome little, little. I say little because she was only about four foot. Um, that was her first competition and we absolutely smashed it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, oh God. I think every, I, like the box at the time, the James, the owner, he was like, oh, I seen your name and I just wanted to bin it, but you, I couldn't because obviously it'd be, I was like, yeah, I would have kicked, I would have hit the, hit the roof at the time. So there was, I mean, there was thrusters, down, like wall balls, like towards the bar, you know, movements that most people would generally struggle with now. And I was, I was repping them out. I was like, yeah, sounds, you know, it's all came back. I'm laughing. Bar muscle ups as well. I've got pictures of that. That was gleaming. Um, so yeah, that was, that was like the, the next level, which was quite nice. I mean, um, with, with CrossFit in particular, uh, there's something like me and Bill kind of said in past episodes is that one of the particular benefits of CrossFit is that it's very tribal. You, you come together as a group. It's very motivating as in regards to like, you, you kind of do it as a group. It's like a, yeah, like a tribe mentality. Do you find that that kind of helped you with it? Yes. Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, that team spirit. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they seen my name, they were like, nah, I can't be Robbo. He's, he's, he's just had a stroke. And I rocked up and, like, me bright fucking orange trainers, and they were like, oh, my God, it is you. <laughs> and they were like, are you sure? And every time I was like, like you all right? I was like, yeah, sounds. You know, um, Beth, she, she was a, she's a physiotherapist for the, for the NHS, and she's like, right, me and you need a talk. And she's, you know, she obviously tried to talk about it. I mean, everyone talked us out of it. 
which is like if you need help you know strapping shoulders i was like just crack on i was like yeah much appreciated so yeah that that was actually quite a good a good wad um i think it was four or five wads of like from chipper to max F. i think i tried 100 kilo clean and jerk then i think i got the video for that as well but i didn't i don't think i got it. i think i got 90 but i didn't get 100 but yeah I mean, I wouldn't expect you to get anywhere near that after a stroke, to be honest. But please tell me you had a rest for the rest of the year at this point. You didn't do anything else in December. Um, no. Um, <laughs> so that that was the fourth of December. I did the the Sarum throwdown, and then the first of January. Um, oh, okay, there we go. The, the same box. They they do. You know how people go to the the sea and jump in to to wash off the last year type thing. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, uh, Sarum CrossFit do a marathon row on New Year's. Oh fuck off, John! You didn't Day. do a marathon row, did you? I did a marathon <laughs> row. Yeah, and I did it. I think Christ. I did it three hours sixteen. So I mean, that was pretty decent time to be fair. Um, marathon row on the first of uh, two thousand eighteen. How did you feel during that? I mean, did you feel all right afterwards or? Um, I felt fine. I just thought, you know, I got off. I put me row away, and I just, you know. I'd, I just foam rolled and stretched and just cracked on as normal, really. I mean, I didn't... It was weird because I was like, I'm fine. And I, I was fine. I, you know, I doms three, four days later. But, I mean, that's sitting on a row for three hours. You know, I kind of... Be expected. Kind of, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I'd yeah. be surprised if we didn't have doms, you know. <laughs> well, on, yeah. only on my right side. I couldn't feel my left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> consider that. The, the plot thickens, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Some perks, I suppose. Yeah, oh, that was great. So within all these competitions, I was still training at the gym and um, I was going upstairs, dumbbells and all that. And I would, I would come downstairs and there's a receptionist called Sam. And bless her, she's she's awesome. She She's like she's like a, an auntie. She's like, do you think you should be doing that? I'm like, no. She's like, are you going to do it? I was like, yes. So she, she was completely against me training. And yeah. I always remember it. She opened the drawer and obviously... I was still weak on my left side, so I had to prop myself. Like I had to put my hand on the table to lean down to then push myself back up. And I put my hand in the drawer, but I didn't realise it at the time. Went down and she slammed the drawer. And for the life of us, I couldn't feel it. But she slammed it and she's like, oh my God. I was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, Right. Arms caught in the drawer. <laughs> my, my fingers were caught in the drawer. I was like, "Oh, I didn't feel that." She said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, sound just cracked on." I mean, that's how that's how bad it was. <laughs> I've never heard so many red flags in all my life. <laughs> I mean, with you, like obviously feeling particularly weaker on like a specific side. How did you find like when doing things like barbell lifts, etc.? How did I mean? How dramatic was the difference on that particular side? Um. Oh, so to to the to the start of the workouts were fine because I was fresh. You know, I had um, had I was I wasn't supposed to, but I had coffee in us. Um, I didn't take any pre-workout. I just had really good coffee before Cannonball um, was was actually invented. I think um, so. Towards towards the beginning of the 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 sessions and the the competitions, I was fine. It was towards the end, my body was like, right, you need to stop. But I would push through it anyway. So. The, the 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 barbell lifts were at the start of the competition, and I think I think the last workout you had to finish on ten bar muscle ups, where she could uh, Susie at the time couldn't do them, 
So what I had to do was I had to wear um, lifting straps on my left side. Yeah. And I had to I had to jump up, wrap my left hand to the bar, and then just crack on with muscle ups because every time I went to swing forward, my hand let go. So the the wrap literally became my grip um, on that competition. So um, there was a bit there was a bit of a lull, I, I, I'd say. So the next challenge was. Um, the 19th of July, 2018. Oh, okay. oh, so you gave yourself a break. That's nice of you. That's nice of yourself yeah, to give yeah. yourself a bit <laughs> There of was break. some of a break. <laughs> well, break, break from um, competing, but I was, you know, I started Olympic lifting then and then I was starting. Yeah, okay. Still, you're still training, yeah. Oh, I was, I was training balls to the wall because I was an idiot. Um, and that was, um, so 19th of July, 2018 was Wild West. So that's a CrossFit competition, teams of four. Um, hmm. There was me, a uh, uh, paramedic. Uh, I think his name's Tooney, if I remember right. And then there was two women, so it was it was um, mixed teams. Um, that's yeah. It's like a mini CrossFit Games, really. Um, over two days, so I think it was like Saturday and Sunday, uh, three wads. So you get one in the morning, afternoon, and night time, and then you get a stay there, so you can you know pitch up a tent. I mean, people had like fourteen man tents and all that, and they were renting like spaces out. I was like, that's pretty good. And that was that was fine actually. Uh, the workouts were really good, so I can't remember some of them. Well, actually, most of them to be fair. But um, th- yeah, that was a good day, a good few, a good weekend spent. I don't know where I come. I think I think we came like second at bottom or something. I'm not too sure, but I wasn't impressed with that result to be fair. No, mm. and then you probably trained even harder, which was even more silly <laughs> to do probably. <laughs> well, I, I changed up then because the the next challenge. So that was nine. July 19th, the next challenge was um, the 4th of August, 2018, and that was a channel crossing attempt. Um, Excuse me? Uh, English just, channel. Just just a casual throw in there, a casual flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. crossing English say, channel. When you say attempt then, does that, <laughs> does that mean that you, you, didn't, you weren't successful or...? No, uh, no, I wasn't successful at all. Mm. Okay. Uh, I was, I was hospitalised for that one, actually. <laughs> oh my god! Was that <laughs> was that related to what happened previously, or? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it was, a, it was for a charity um, swim. It was weird. It was like swim kayak. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how it was. It was kayak, but with a T instead of a K. So oh, okay, that must be. T- um, and there was a six-man team. So there was um, me two blokes and three women so it was it was a good team you know i do it we did the prelim swims which was um i think we woke up at we went to the cotswolds and did a two-hour swim at three in the morning just just to get used to swimming in the dark and the cold um this is all in trunks by the way yeah (laughs) yeah it was brutal knocking on the window and he's like you need to swim i was like oh my god but um that, it's all in trunks, no no wetsuits or anything, so I'm literally in speedos at that point, um, which was brutal. Just it was really cold. Um, I like I need to turn my heating up just listening. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that's that's a next level cold. It's like it's it's hard to explain. It's like to your bones and through. It's weird. Um, so I'd imagine they felt when they jumped off the Titanic that kind of cold. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the lake was horrible as well because I had like a uh, like ten meters of uh, lake weed or whatever it cast as, and it like sh- sh- so. We went in a we went in one way and it was clear. I was like, oh, this is nice, you know, a bit cold but nice. 
and then we came out the other way and it literally felt like the swamp monster was trying to pull us under i was like what the <laughs> fucking hell is this and he's like it's just weeds i was like it's fuck it's attacking us he's like it's fine but um yeah I, that was that was the fourth of august i think we set off at um so it's to swim the channel it's normally like in the summer months because the one mm, yeah. apparently for obvious big. reasons yeah the, apparently the water's warmer it's bloody not i can tell you that for for free um but i think we set off at like 12 no i was i was the fourth swimmer so that's four hours so it was dark by by the time i got in so i think mm. about eight o'clock i was swimming or nine i'm not too sure and you had to do an hour an hour each and then so i was the fourth one in so i had four off well i, I would have had six off one no five off one on um but i jumped in the water after being on the boat so i was a bit queasy um the sun was hot so i was hot compared to the water so that didn't really help either um i think i lasted 55 minutes into my hour swim and then i can't remember oh. i can't remember anything um so you got, you got quite close what was you just passed out again did you i i think so um i just i woke up and i woke up um in the port which was uh i don't know how far i think i think we're just about a tip over halfway and I was going to do the, the, the garbage swim. So well, I think it's called a garbage or a rubbish swim. So between France and England, there's a, the waters kind of meet. And literally that's where it's like still water. That's where all the seaweed and the rubbish and the, Ooh, basically the, the shit ends up. And it's just like a hundred meters of just shit and jellyfish and weeds. And I was about to hit it, or I would have if I if I did my hour. But um, yeah, I woke up on the boat in the port. And I had the I think the, I think the scrambled the sea king, or they were about to. Um, but I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, it's all a bit fuzzy. <laughs> so, uh, did I ever tell you what happened? Then was that was that another sort of um, issue from that? Was it just overexertion? I think so. I mean, the the I'm not gonna lie. The hospital at the time were just like they didn't didn't really care. I was in the A and E room for about four hours. And my girlfriend at the time, she came down. She's like, she stayed with us, and then you know we drove back. I, I signed me cell out because I was like, I'm fine. So I, I I got the paperwork, signed me cell out, took the needles out. I was like, yeah, I'm gone. Uh, which, in in the grand scheme of things, probably wasn't the best idea. Um, but yeah, I was running you know, theme here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's one, it's one of the, I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm just an arsehole, really. <laughs> this is where you tell us you did your next challenge uh, two weeks later. <laughs> um, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that, oh, that was the 4th of oh, August God. I spent one day in hospital oh well I'd, I'd say half 12 hours ish um, and then the next one was the 2nd of September 2018 <laughs> that was hell. Stonehenge CrossFit competition yeah that was mm. pretty good I, that was teams of three as well there was me um, oh what's his name man Rob, Rob Everton who does uh, quite a lot of both uh, he was on it and I want to say her name's Becky, but I, I don't think that's right. I'm the so, idea. So nothing stops you then, by the sounds of it. Oh no, that's that's the tip of the iceberg. That we're, just we're no gonna... breaks, basically. No. no. What, what was I after had... that? What was after that then? So you did that September competition. What what was was there, um, was there, was there a, a gap or did you go straight into another one? Or? To oh, what was it? Uh, I think. Hang on, I've got it all written down just in case I got it. Twenty <laughs> eighth um, of Jan, twenty nineteen. I did me. I did a individual. Oh, okay. you got a break. Yeah. But I was still training within that. I, I think I did a marathon row for the for the for the new year, but I'm not too sure. 
Um, I did a few balls as well in there because, mm. you know, but I, I don't have any pictures of them, so I can't really remember them, which is quite good. Um, so, yeah, I did the first means everything. That was in January 2019. I had two months, and then I did a 2000, um, wrong, the 27th of March 2019. I did a both competition, and I came third. So that was quite good. Oh, nice. Well done, mate. Um, the 5th of May, 2019, I did a half marathon, um, which which is gleaming because the cause it's it's May the 4th, isn't it? For oh, Star Wars. course, yeah. And the run was... Next to the like Darth Vader, did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a medal of Darth Vader that glows in the dark, which is... So you actually finished it? So that's what, well, at least you finished it, I suppose. That's a, yeah, I was... That's I was so it was like laps, so it was like shuttles. Like I think it was like a mile there, a mile back shuttle, which was pretty shit in the long run because I, you know, turning on one point for that long, it was a pain in the ass. But I want, I wanted a full marathon, but I got to half and I was like, you know what? I think I better. That that was probably the one time I was like, right, I better calm down. But yeah, that was half marathon, and then fourth of August two thousand nineteen, I did another Stonehenge competition. Uh, teams of three, me, Warren, and I think his name's Michael. I'm not too sure. We came first in that, which was quite interesting. Uh, I, I think there was one in between, but I can't remember it. I wrote it down or anything. Um, February 2020, I did a thousand miles on a watt bike in the month of February. Jesus is, Christ. Yeah. So it, what, what, how many, what were you doing a day then? How many like, mile uh, meters were we doing? 34.4 miles a day. So what's that in metres? Oh, God. Quick, I have no idea. Shall I quickly Google it? Hold on. 34 miles in metres. It is 54,717 metres. A day. A day. So if, you, if you've if you ever been on a watt bike, you'll you appreciate that's quite, it's quite far. It's not, it's not, um, it's quite a lot to do a day, um, especially after what you've been through. How did that, did you ever get to a point where you're hitting a wall and you thought, I need to stop this, I'm in shit state or? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, so thirty four point four was like that. That was like the the best case scenario, like one a day. Yeah, it's fine. But then work got in the way and mm. stuff like that. You know, at one point I was I was walking up the fan uh, with the motors lot for a for a, a weighted carry, so I couldn't do it then. So I had to double up on the next day, and then oh, God, one, yes. you know, sitting on a saddle that long, I did actually bleed. I don't know where from, but I, I bled. So I thought, right, I take a day off. So I had to double up for another day, and then did you did you finish it though? Did you? Oh yeah, I finished it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Then. Yeah. That's yeah, good. That's uh, cool. tick tick that off, which was quite quite interesting. But that 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 led quite nicely up to the next challenge. So, thirty first of August, I did a, a half Ironman style event. Um, for for walk and talk mental health, which is quite a good charity. Um, but. So the half the, a pucker half Ironman is supposed to be one point two mile swim into a oh what is it fifty two fifty two mile bike bike ride into a half marathon. Would you would you say you were a bit worried about the water after what happened to you last time going in the mm. water? Would you was that that swim scare you a little bit just because of you knew what you did what happened last time? Not really. Uh, I mean, so. The lake where we did the swim, I actually lifeguarded there for a sea for a bit of the season. So this is when COVID kicked in. So yeah. mm. um I was I was like, right, you know, 
I need to find something. I, I, I was, sh- well, yeah, I was shielding at the time. Or they were like, yeah, you need to go home. I was like, give hour. I'm perfectly fine. They're like, no, go. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, but just fucking even think of that. Of course you had to shield. You'd have fucking, yeah, yeah. that's a risk. So there was me, there's me and two, or, I think there's two or one other lads that are super high risk. And they're like, yeah, stay in your rooms. They're like, you go home, don't come back. I was like, right. But at the time, you know, I was, I, you know, I, I kind of threw caution to the wind and ego yeah. got, got a bit big at that point. I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. So I, I did like, I've got my lifeguarding call. Um, as well, so I, I was lifeguarding at a lake, and I was I was so after me sesh after the the lifeguarding I would do like two hour swims just just because I could because the lake was there. He's like, yeah, crack on, I'll I'll, I'll shout you up the water when you're done. I was like, yeah, cool. So yeah, I, I had quite a lot of swim practice. I mean, training and swimming was just unreal at the time, which is quite nice. But um, yeah, that was uh, 1.2 swim into a 52 mile bike into a half marathon, but the 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 time constraints we had was a bit of a nightmare so we we had to do the run first so we did 13 13 miles at i think we started at three and we ended at six o'clock and from there we literally jumped straight into the lake did the 1.2 mile swim and then we biked from ellingham lake because that's that's where we did the the swim to bullford and that was uh, 25.8 mile. So it wasn't even half of what we needed to do, really, which k- kind of, um, at the time, kind of grated on us because I was like, it's not even half. It's, it's, you know. I mean, from all these challenges you've done, you must just have like a whole coat rack full of medals, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's some, I mean, I've got the kit for it. I mean, the, the half Ironman, what I got... We got so much kit off a of a child. Yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, course, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, that's just to to have that like motivation to do this kind of stuff, especially after what you went through, is like just nothing short of amazing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I suppose it's kind of like where you it did feel like you had to kind of go back into things all over from the beginning again. And I suppose where it all just felt, yeah, new again. It was like kind of like being like a, a kid in the candy shop again. Like you get to, f- in a way, it's almost like it's it's awful that you kind of forgot forgot about how to train, etc. But it's like uh, being a kid in the candy shop all over again. You get to experience it again. You get to fall in love with training again. Oh yeah. And you you know so, I mean yes, yeah, it's, it's bloody awful, but. The love for exercise and movement and challenges and training never kind of disappeared. No, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I've probably done, I've been more active post-stroke than I was before the stroke, which is just weird. Mm. Um, is that your would, way of proving a point to yourself? Yeah. To maybe, just maybe say, look, I, I've been through this, but I'm not I'm not going to give up that easily. Is that, do you reckon it's a little thing to yourself that you've... you've- uh, I mean, 100%. I mean... Mm. No one's got an excuse, realistically. Like in in the grand scheme of things, they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm so I'm tired." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck off. Get your bergen on. We're going for a run." You know, no one's got an excuse, realistically. Um, I, at the time, I like the chip on my shoulder was massive. I was like, "You know what? Yeah. All of you have told me no, you shouldn't, or no, do you think that's a good idea?" Or it was you made always, you want to do it more. 
Yeah, it was always like, right, you've just egged us on, so you know what? Which, I'm if anything, could have made things a lot lot worse than they are to put. I think, looking back in hindsight, these individuals, maybe it would have been better if they showed some support and then maybe tried supporting you in a way that you maybe didn't feel as inclined to do some of these challenges. Because let's, let's face it, doing some of this stuff in the condition you were in was probably not a great idea. But because these people said, no, you shouldn't do this, you're an idiot, you're with that chip on your shoulder, went, hang on, I'm going to do it anyway. So if they had maybe turned around and said, okay, if you want to do this, let's do this in the right way. Let's just help you and let's see if we can get you onto something a little bit more realistic. Maybe, yeah, maybe you'd have been like, okay, you're right. Thanks for your help. Because they said no, you were just like, fuck you, I'm doing it. (laughs) I mean, we talk about, um, we talk about placebos and nosebos quite a lot, you know, and at the end of the day, (sighs) the fact that you was able to kind of get exercising again and get moving and the challenges was kind of like the motivation to get you doing that, you know, for people to kind of just try and say, oh, no, no, you just need to be in bed for the rest of your life. You need to, you're, frag- you're fragile now. And you can't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. But actually, exercise was that crutch and challenges were kind of like motivation for it, you know. And it's it's awesome that you kind of like didn't take their advice to heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd think that with kind of what happened, if anything, it had kind of, yeah, either one, put you off of training or two, it'd be you wouldn't be able to physically actually do it because of what had happened before. But actually, it was run on both accounts. Um, I particularly like how you said how CrossFit was kind of like the gateway to get you back into training, because especially with rehab, especially with rehab, because, you know, we, we the normies like to take the piss and say, oh, if you take up CrossFit, that's going to get you into rehab because, you know, it's dangerous yeah, yeah. for you, etc. But if anything, it was actually that gateway that got you back into basically becoming harder to kill. Pretty no. much, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I loved CrossFit before the stroke, and then I think I've fallen back into it because it's it, it's perfect. Well, for me, it's yeah. my, like from my experience, it's a perfect rehab tool because there's mm. like a box jump. You're like, oh, you just jump up. It's like, well, no, you don't. You have to. You have to like balance. Like my so I, my problem was balance, posture, and coordination. That's what I hit. Yeah, it hit the cerebellum, and so I couldn't walk properly. I couldn't stand properly. Oh, cool shit! Proprioception, um, pretty much. You learn yeah. to balance coordination. The little things that you wouldn't think about that take quite a lot of brain power. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It was. I mean, when I was doing the in hospital for therapist, I had I was walking like a T Rex because I I couldn't I didn't know how to walk. <laughs> so my arms yeah, were bent yeah. in front of us, and she's like, "You need to walk properly." I was like, "I am." And then I was walking yeah. like my hands out to the side in case I fell, and you know stuff like that. Whereas with CrossFit, it's like you have to learn how to balance. You have to learn where to put your weight in your feet, uh, how to like a, a single armed movement like a dumbbell snatch. You have to be able to. You're doing some very complex movements, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah. You, you have to tell your body where it needs to be before it has to be there. Whereas yeah. with a stroke. I didn't know where my body was be until after I did it, if that makes So I was on the floor before I realised, right, my foot should have been there, but it wasn't. So I was, it, it was a perfect tour for, for, for me sell anyway. I mean... Yeah. No, 100% it. it sounds it.
Sorry, we'll just, we'll just fast forward a bit to sort of November 2020, I believe. But what I'll do is, um, we're in the show notes, guys. If you have a look, I'll get a list of every single challenge and sort of competition Johnny's done pretty much since he had his strokes. You can kind of get eyes on the sort of scope of it. Obviously, we could go into every single one, but I appreciate that. Not everyone wants to spend five hours on a podcast, but we're <laughs> better take this. the day off if you want to so read the full thing. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> what I want to do now is this is this is a sort of a, a real crucial because this is really, really, was it November 2020? You went back in for surgery, is that right? Yeah, um, so from the stroke, uh, uh, I had a, a hole in my heart um, and that needed to be fixed. But from me having the stroke to November 2020, um, the doctors couldn't decide whether the stroke was linked with the hole in my heart. But some of them did link it very fast. So nobody could say, that is it, that'll fix them, which was annoying. And then... The next thing was, who's going to pay for it? So the NHS was like, well, we we, we kind of can, but you'll have to wait. I was, I was like, well, I've waited for three years. And they're like, no, you, you still have to wait. But then the army was like, well, hang on, the NHS can pay for it, so we're not going to sub for it. So it was it was a lot of like, you do it, no, you do it, no, you do it, no, you do it. And it, you know, that was for three years. I kind of forgot about it. It's your life they're fucking around with, isn't it? They're literally fucking around with your life for three years. I mean... In the space of them three years, I think four people had a knee reconstruction. Now, a knee reconstruction of any level starts... No, maximum is £30,000 to get a, a knee re- reconstructed. My surgery that I eventually did have cost £17,000. And they were, mm. they were still bitching and moaning about who's going to pay for it. It's like, well, hang on, it's half of what he gets and it could potentially save his life whereas if you don't do his knee he's just going to have a hobble for the rest of his life so it yeah. was it was it was brutal for you know I, like i said i forgot about it because i was like well I'm, I'm training fine i'm on i'm still on tablets i'm you know i'm i'm normal in in a in a sort of loose term and then um well, after the shielding i got back into work i think what was it i think i got back into work september 2020 and then they give us me letter to say, you're having surgery. I was like, oh, I've actually got it. So they, they decided I'm getting surgery. And the army being the army, they thought, yeah, sound. We'll give it to you on Friday the 13th of November. I was like, great, that's, <laughs> that's an omen. Fuck you it hell. You can't, you can't write that, can you? Jesus. No, I, I was like, that's a mistake. I rang them up there. No, 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 we've, we've got you in for 13th November. I was like, all right, sound. Cool. Um... So yeah, I, I you know I, I got dropped off, I booked in, all that sort of stuff. They had us on the table. Um, what time was it? I think they had us on the table about nine o'clock uh, to do the heart surgery. Now with COVID, um, it gets transferred through coughing and like spit and sneezing and stuff like that. So the decision was made to not put us under anaesthetic. So I was one hundred percent awake for. Heart surgery. Did they go in through your? Uh, did they go in for your chest or? No. So it was um, it was through my leg. It was uh, through my femoral, and then the, um, they yeah. just followed the femoral all the way up to my heart. But um, that was uh, I I wouldn't say bad, but I wouldn't say good. Fe- it was weird. It was literally someone's playing with your heart. I mean, so he he went through my leg. Uh, so I, I always say, and pe- some people get it, some people don't. So you have to make the incision into me into the artery. 
Yeah. So imagine imagine a chicken breast, like just on the on the table, and you've got a blunt knife. So you and you you start poking the chicken breast, and you you feel a bit of a give, and then all of a sudden the knife just slides yeah, in, just goes in. That's honest to god what it felt it's like. It's like bayonet training, but on a chicken breast and a blunt yeah, knife. Or- or on my femoral. So, it's one one thrust at the double right into the femoral. Badoosh. Pretty much, um, but uh, oh, it's brutal. I mean, the reason why I asked her whether it was on, in the chest or not is um, I, I know someone who's had a very similar procedure and they was explaining it to me and they said, yeah, they went in through the femoral and they fed... He, I can't remember what he described it as, like a fucking very tiny pipe cleaner or whatever it was, and they yep, kind of yep. prodded it. And I said, oh, it just makes me feel yep. jittery thinking about it, going well, all the way down the leg feel, to the heart. You won't, it won't, like, once they're in, obviously it's not going to hurt once they're in because it's, it's, like it's already in. There's no, like, yeah. it's not like a nerve inside the thing. But you, you could just fit, it feels horrible, very yeah. awkward, I can imagine. Like, just really... It's like when you're at a dentist, you're numb, but you can... Mm. Feel the sensation of yeah. Obviously, yeah. this is a lot fucking worse. But I mean, uh, yeah, they said a trip to the dentist, Tom. <laughs> yeah, just getting like you know something prodded up your leg and then up to the heart. I mean, that's a. I mean, at the end, at, but at the same time, like it is fucking marvelous when you think how crazy far medical technology has come along. Um, you oh, know, to be able to yeah. to be able to do that, it's just oh Jesus Christ, it's insane. It all, I'm guessing it all went well then. The fact that you're talking to us right now. Um, it it went it went perfectly. Um, so from him being in us to him, <laughs> um, yeah, put, putting us in a clamp really is the best way I can describe it. Was yeah, eight minutes and twenty three seconds. I still remember it. He he, he he fixed us in eight minutes twenty three seconds. That is a speed run and a half, isn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah. It they was. Must, they might, I reckon they've got a leaderboard, didn't they? Them doctors, like, who could do it the quickest? Who could fix a hole yeah, in the heart? Yeah, quickest? yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he actually Hold made it <laughs> pretty much. Uh, he made it slower because I was a. Like, I can feel something. He's like, yeah, yeah. So he took. So he's got twelve computer screens in front of him of like the X-ray, me, 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 blood pressure, like everything. He turns the screen. He's like, do you, do you see that thing wiggling in your heart? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it feels a bit weird. He's like, yeah, that's me. I was like, oh my god. So he, he, he was explaining <laughs> knock, knock. it. <laughs> pretty much and he's like can you feel that i was like oh my god so i'll i'll try and get a well i'll get a video for you and you can put it on the notes because it is a that'd video. be great <laughs> that'd be awesome if you you've could. got a video of this well it's it's an animation on youtube but it's pretty much exactly ah. what i had it's it's oh, fucking yeah. weird yeah that would be great uh, i'll get that on the uh, youtube video i'll try and uh, get a clip of that in there so people can see oh, what, yeah. I'll, what I'll, I'll send, I'll, i think i've posted it but i'll send it over because it's like it, it's perfect Everything he did, everything that was on the done video was done to me, and I was like, "Wow, okay." So I kind of, I, I kind of like knew what was going to happen, but it, it doesn't doesn't prepare. Wow. So now we're in, um, we're obviously in, in May twenty one now. How have you been since since then? It's obviously fairly recent. It's not. Like, um, okay. it, uh, it it wasn't too, but I mean, after the surgery, I, I went in at eight. I went in at seven. I had it done at nine o'clock on the Friday. I was out by eight o'clock Friday night, so the the clamped us to the bed. Um, the the artery healed over as as much as I can, and they were like, right, if it bleeds, obviously nine 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 all that. So I I got I got home all that, and the, the girlfriend at the time she cooked us dinner and all that. I was like, yes, I went to bed, woke up, and I uh, absolute chitched it. And I, after that, I spent two and a half weeks in hospital with an infection or in my heart. 
Fuck so, yeah, I was on mm. IVs and... That's Friday the 13th for you, mate. Well, that's mm. it. I mean, that was the omen. I was like, what, what more could go wrong, really? Um, but since then, I've, I've just been, you know, the first... I think I was in hospital, two, yeah, it was two and a half weeks in November. And then I went into work and they're like, go, no. We're not not this time. I was like, no, nah, I'm like, no. Nah. So he literally picked, he, he grabbed this and threw it out the gym. He's like, I'm not having it, which was quite interesting. Because I went to the gym with my kid. I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go on the Watt bike with level zero just to get the blood flow. And he's like, that's the point. No. So he kicked it out of the gym, which was quite interesting. And then, um, yeah, just slowly built up from there. I mean, um, going for a walk around the block, shit's the absolute rag. It was brutal. I couldn't. I couldn't squat for a while. I couldn't deadlift. I could. I couldn't do anything like basic, movement yeah. wise. And then I would walk like from the gym to the car. It's only about hundred meters, but I was literally. I was sweating. I was out of breath just because my heart was just. So I was running on. So your heart's got four chambers, um, and technically I was running on three chambers for three years. So my body got used to it and adapted to it, and they have literally put us. Like a, a puncture repair kit in the middle of the third to make it back to four. So me me body's like freaking out, and I say, "Oh, what you done?" So my body's adapting, and then I'm trying to like do fizz and do everything else, and try and get back into things. So, but yeah, I mean, I've um, I'm just waiting, waiting to get. A, I've I've passed the basics. I've passed the SCR already. I mean, that's that's the new test instead of the PFA. So I've passed all that. Um, Really, really good times actually. Um, I'm just, you know, back to PT. At the end of the day, I'm yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you online doing. Some, you're pretty much back into training now. I mean, so oh yeah, yeah. What, what, what? How is it? Is there going to be any more implications going forward? Do you think, or is it? Is it going to be sort of plain sailing, so to speak, as we go forward? Um, well, I'm off my tablets now, so I don't. I, I'm not on any tablets, so I'm, I, that's that's really good because the, the tablets are horrible. Um, I haven't had any blips. Like any any palpitations or any any wooziness or anything, I haven't passed out. Um, well, yeah, uh, I, f- I feel I feel great. I'm just I'm just waiting for the army to catch up and be like, yeah, he's fine, and then I can, I can go full force again, go full retard. As what's, say. So what's your, yeah? So what would you say the future looks like for you then, in terms of like your training, any more challenges, and your, your career as well in the army? What's the future look like for you? Have you got any anything in the um, pipeline? Well, career-wise, um, I'm trying to get on my promotion course for me, me Landstrack. Um, but with us, you have, with the infantry, you have to go to Brecon for seven weeks. Um, yeah, your condition, mate. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sound to be fair. I'm just waiting for the MO to go. Yeah, you can. Uh, sorry, not they're, the they're not going to risk it, though, are they? They're, 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 the, the, the army won't risk sending you, will they? Like, well, I'm ho- hopefully. Like there's nothing. The the mo is on my side. He's like you're you're absolutely fine. You know all you need to do is pass the tests. And I was like great. But then mm. occupation. That's true. Health. Yeah, you pass the test. I mean, yeah, um, op- in regards to like obviously where you had to relearn a lot of uh, kind of skills and you kind of forgot a lot of things, etc. How did you find that in terms of soldiering? Simple things like operating a weapon system, uh, even just knowing when to ban up a salute. Just, just basic. Bare basic soldiering. How did you find that? Like trying to, did you kind of like forget everything there, or? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I forgot everything. So I shadowed. Um, you know, as soon as I as soon as I went back into the gym, the the PTI lads, so the fusiliers, they were just like, 
get under my wing and literally I would, I would follow them. I wouldn't wear any insignia. I wouldn't wear my jacket or out. I'd just be in like fizz kit and I'd walk around and they, they would just, you know, be sluting people about, why do you do that? He's like, oh, he's a captain. I'm like, is he? He's like, yeah. But, yeah. but that, you know, came back a little bit faster and stuff. And um, That muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally, as soon as I seen it once, I was like, all right. I was like, well, I know that I do that to him. I do that to her, I, you know, stuff like that. So that's... How I, about I when, um, in particular, like, what was it like when you began handling a weapon system again, a rifle? Uh, it, honestly, it was like Jason Bourne. Do you know when he, like, he just... Yeah, yeah. Just that's what switches. I was curious about. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne just like you know taking it apart. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> I mean that is pretty cool how that just kind of clicked. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I've um, I've I've recently left the gym and I'm, I'm in recce platoon now. Or, or you know I'm, I'm in there to learn how to be a soldier again, really. And they were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do some low level stuff." Um, he has a jimpy. We're gonna do a weapon handling test on it. I was like, "Oh, fucking yeah. hell, not a clue." Touched it. I was like, "Whack, whack, 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 whack." done and they were like ain't that yeah, crazy that was, yeah. yeah that is crazy but that, that, I mean that that was my job before the stroke to be fair um, I was a gym, I was a jimpy gunner so I kind of it was kind of muscle memory but it was weird even yeah, the bloke good. the bloke that was doing the test he's like how did you do that I was like I have no idea but it's really good <laughs> that is mad like how you had to kind of relearn like exercises again but with a weapon it's just like in the blood like it's boom came back that's yeah. crazy that is that is pretty like yeah Jason Bourne as you kind of say Jason like Bourne. that Pr- pretty I much mean, yeah, yeah brutal I mean who knows maybe maybe this is all this is maybe this is a conspiracy maybe you know <laughs> the blackout hey, etc who knows what you did in that time you know oh I mean uh, what, 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 maybe, what maybe you did uh, what year did Colonel Gaddafi uh, snuff it <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming back with a tan I was like what's happened there <laughs> Jim P. Bobo yeah. just like the back of a bad back of a Land Rover in Syria. <laughs> yeah, suddenly when you come to, it's like there's, there's five North Korean generals that just disappeared off the planet. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake! Um, they found some steps going away from the body, but he was just dragging it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> leading back to Headley Court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've uh, we started a new series recently, um, Robbo, and it's um, chat with PTs. And in that, we we asked them what their their uh, their top gym pet peeves are. So yeah. what I really want to do is to finish this episode on a high. Um, is I want to I want to know what is your top gym pet? If you can actually remember what they are, because it sounds it's pretty apparent that you forgot quite a lot. <laughs> I've uh, I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh, I don't, I you know, like like last week, I, I could say, <laughs> Sarah last week or Sammy or there was Hannah and Sarah we've had. Yeah, uh, one of them was grunting. There's like they don't like grunting. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't like grunters. And I was like, oh fuck, I grunt. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that one. I was like, oh, sweating. I was like, oh, hang on, I sweat. I can't do that one. I was like, music. I was like, oh fuck, my music's terrible. I was like, oh god. Uh, I'm, I'm, so, so, I mean, one of them, like straight away. Um, so I went, I went to a, a commercial gym. Uh, obviously, I don't want to get sued or anything so i won't say the name but it, it started in p and it ended in your gym um and <laughs> they're always in legal secret shit anyway your don't secret safe <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's sneaky that yeah. isn't it 
um, I went I, I went there for the first time to to use like the scales because there's like the body fat and all that. I was like, oh, that's where I am. And I went in, and this 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 bloke was wearing like a a, a, a trainer t shirt on the back. It had he had t shirt, a trainer on the back, and I was just like. Give out. You're not. You got. A, you got a body like a fucking sack of teddies. It's like you kind of be a trainer. And then he's 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 getting this bloke to do like I, I watched him, but it was I was that in awe. I didn't really pay much attention. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you, you just no. I, I, I probably probably PTs or trainers or. So your your pet your pet beef is pretty much the entire health and fitness industry um, in a commercial gym. Well. well Yes and no. I mean, if you if you go to a, if you get a trainer, you know, if, you know, if you if you go to the gym and you train or you or you do exercise or or whatever, you know, hats off to you. You know, you, you've got my respect straight away. However, if you then go to get to the point where you're like, I am actually quite good. I will train people to do fitness. Yeah, no. And then doing. you don't have the body or the the stack. You know, you see a PT, you see, and you think, fucking hell, you're 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 pretty fit. I seen him, I was like, you lost. Oh it was my just, God. I don't know, it was just weird. So I'd probably say PTs, I don't really know how to PT, if that makes sense. I get, I get what you mean, yeah. I get, I get what you mean. Um, obviously, you, obviously, you do get some PTs, like some coaches who are obviously not in shape, but I get, I get what you mean in a commercial yeah, gym yeah. normally because a commercial gym is kind of, it's like almost, um, how do I describe it? It's like a social media thing where, people will walk in and if you look like you either if you look like you're not in shape or you look like you have no idea what you're doing people won't bother well that's you know it. I mean? I mean, if you're walking in, if you're seeing this guy doing something that's completely wrong then it's just like what the fuck is going on like headley court like obviously they're all core men they're all eris so these blokes are like pretty fucking decent shape i mean there i was like oh my god you're a god and then call a civvy gym who's an actual like he actually gets paid to train people, and he's just not. He just doesn't look how he's supposed. It's it's weird to describe, but yeah, I'd probably say trainers. I don't really know how to train. Really, that's probably yeah, get, yeah. one. Uh, so yeah, we, we spoke about it before on the previous podcast about the bar being set low on PTs. Um, yeah, which I don't. Yeah. That's, Put it that's, this way, uh, Bill. Uh, bear in mind, I've 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 not actually worked in this industry for that long. I've worked in it since what, like 2016, 2017 I can't remember. It's not that long, but I've got a bit of experience under my belt. I've met a lot of people, a lot of PTs, and Bill was actually asking me for Train Primal. You know, oh, do you know anyone you could send my way? And Ben, how many people I've met over the years? I said to Bill straight, I would not want to direct a single PT I know towards you, Bill, because they're all fucking shit. <laughs> the bar is that yeah. low, basically. But you've managed to find some fucking good ones in the meantime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Um, I mean, Tom, have you managed to sort out that new ranking system yet? Because if uh, we weren't going to... We, we, did have a, we did have a ranking system, which we've had to yeah. abandon for legal <laughs> right. reasons. We, yeah. Um, so, obviously, we had the Jimmy Savile um, scale. Um <laughs> We we may or may not have uh, been contacted by the BBC, um, and for legal reasons, they are not keen on us criticising one of their hall of famers who they cherish dearly. Um, you know, you know, pe- people have all kinds of different heroes. You know, it's not us to decide who they decide to worship. But you know, we've had to change our scale since then. So in training, we tend to have something called the RPE system, which I tend to have a hard on, if you've ever seen my content, rate of perceived exertion. And usually it's on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. 
Um, we have changed it. Now, it's either going to be the RPF scale, uh, RPF scale or the RPC scale. And you can choose what you want here, Johnny. So you can have Ooh. a rate of perceived fuckery or a, a rate of perceived cuntery. Cuntery. And it's on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10, with 10 being the most cuntish thing and one being, actually, that's not, that's not too cuntish. I mean, it might, it might still be a cunt. Oh, but you're, yeah. You know, you're, I like that one. You're, you're, you're a cunt, but you're, you're not a cunt. Yes. Know. Well, I think yeah. I don't know what's more offensive here: the word the word of cunt or the fact of Jimmy Savile. I don't. Or, <laughs> or even like if you go for the RPF scale, and you know, because you know it's a military thing here, we're probably going to go for the RPC scale. Let's be honest with yeah, you. Probably. Yeah. Let's go for the RPC. Let's yeah, go R- for it. R- RPC sounds good. So, so with 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 that one, I think I think that's five. I think that's level. It's 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 not too bad, but it's not too good. It's it's right in the middle because. Bless them. The PTs are trying. There might there might be a fault that you know most PTs are a fountain of knowledge. However, the one I saw was a fountain of shit at, at the time. So, <laughs> mm. A fountain yeah. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say five. Right. He's a bit of a cunt, but he's not full on like wow. Yeah, yeah. bit of a cunt, but not a, a you're not a full cunt. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying. I mean, five's in the middle. So if he gets better, he drops a few. If he gets worse, he goes up a few. So he's Nice, nice territory. I'll tell you what, I hope no one's listening to this podcast out loud because this segment here is like super, super you, explicit. You, it's family <laughs> fun. <laughs> Stick it on your Alexa and just let it go rogue. <laughs> you, you might have to put a warning on, on like the, the thumbnail. Like. We'll have to, yeah. If you are high up on the RPC scale, you <laughs> may want to give this one a miss. <laughs> or Bill, you can just like put loads of little bleeps on it. <laughs> oh, oh you imagine, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Half the episode, yeah. <laughs> right then, um, I'm not even sure how long we've been going for because due to the technical issues, we've had to start and stop about 15 yeah. times. So I'm not actually sure the total duration. We've probably been going for hours, if I'm being honest. But it's all it's all been good stuff. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on, Johnny. Um, your story's been been a very interesting. There's certain parts there where I, even I was getting like taken aback, thinking "fuck me, fuck that." <laughs> um, and I'm sure a lot, I'm sure a lot of listeners will be feeling the same way. Um, I appreciate you coming on telling your story I'm sure there'll be a lot of people thinking hang on you know if this guy's doing I mean even though it was, it was probably very stupid what you did like some of the stuff you did so soon after it just shows that the mind could be very powerful and getting you to move forward and you know uh, drive much, you on I mean, when, a lot, when a lot of stuff was happening in your life as well yeah it's, um, it's been a pleasure to actually talk like it's a story that like, if you know as you know that you know the story or you know some of it it's just nice to get it out in the open like it's it's not impossible. If you want to do fitness, do fitness. Just just educate yourself. And then if you have an injury, it's not the end of the world. I know I've had a stroke, and I've had heart surgery, and I can still outrun, outfizz most of a battalion of fully fit soldiers. You know, it's it's mm. it's the it's not impossible. Mindset. It's all, to, it's all about yeah. mindset, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, mind, mindset plays a huge part in everything. I mean, if you go into the gym with a shit mindset, you'll have a shit session. If you go into life with a shit mindset, guess what? Your life's going to be shite at the end of the day. So it's it's achievable. You just have to mindset. There are there are times where if you want to do it, you will find a way to do it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like we obviously talk about barriers quite a lot, and obviously they yeah. are there are barriers, but sometimes there is there are situations where yeah. look, you just you just have to get a grip, to put it politely. And then- <laughs> At the end of the day, you know there, there are barriers to exercise, etc. But sometimes it's about either one breaking the barrier down or just finding a way around it. At the end of the day, I mean, look at look at what's happened to Johnny. That was a fucking barrier. 
That is a massive barrier. Yeah, to put but you've, 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 I'm not going to say you've got around it. I'm going to say you've just fucking broken through it, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. you decided you wanted to break through it. You know, you didn't just stop at it. You broke through it. Um, but I mean, you know, just, it is, it is a fascinating story. You know, I mean, uh, just, <sighs> It's, it's it's just it's just awesome because for a lot of people, especially at a young age as well, and especially when I just look at that data and see like how it can just disable people and cripple them for life, basically, yeah, yeah. you know. And if anything, you actually came back fucking twice as hard. You know, you are the definition of hard to kill. Pretty, pretty <laughs> and, much, I, mean, and I love if, it. You know, in in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it it's it's hard to say, but if that didn't happen to us, I mean. Would I have done any of them challenges? Probably not, because I've literally reading through them. I was like, "What? Well, what the fucking hell have I done that for?" But it's it's what I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But a reset of that caliber, I think most people Did you would actually. In a way. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. not like a full stroke to heart surgery, but like a full like reevaluation, reset, and then you know go back in type thing. I think most people would benefit from it. Really. Yeah. I mean, I did. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh, if, if anyone's listening, I will have uh, his Instagram down in the show notes. If you do want to, I'm sure he'd be happy to go into more oh, detail yeah, or anything. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with him, drop him a message on his Instagram and I'm sure he'll be happy to like maybe go into more depth on some of the challenges or how he's recovered and things like that. So yeah, that'll be down in the show notes. Um, as well as all the challenges he's done, I'll also have a list of those. <laughs> um, I think from for this week, it's been a a really good way to finish out the recovery series because I yeah. don't think <laughs> I think this sort of sums up recovery. <laughs> and, uh, that is a yeah, that is a really fucking awesome motivational yeah. story in general. Yeah, that's just yeah. awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, guys, and I'll um, I'll speak to you all again very soon. See you soon. Have a good one. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the recovery series and taken a lot on board in how you recover going forward. Remember, if you want to see all of Johnny's challenges slash competitions, then you can check out the show notes down below where we'll have a nice list of all of these and a link to his Instagram in case you want to get in touch with him and find out a little bit more. Also down in the show notes will be some information on how you can support the podcast directly and grab some great tasting powerful coffee from Cannibal Coffee. If you use the code PRIMAL10 at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order and we also get a little something as well which helps towards the running costs of the pod. Of course, we do this for free because education and stories can have you know massive impacts on your life. Uh, we don't want to stick that behind a paywall. However, if you do feel like you do want to support us, then yeah, check out the show notes and there'll be information for just that. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.